you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockold and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the author of the bulletin. It is, of course, Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks, Ian. Um, I'm glad you're back. Uh, back starting a bit, but yeah, it's been, a, been another good week of football. It has been a good week of football. Apologies, listeners, for um, our hiatus um, last week. I'm, I'm afraid I was unavoidably detained at the RUH. And um, uh, we had to miss a week, but um, I'm um, I'm back on operational duties now. I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm 100% match fit, but um, I'm certainly very eager to get back in the swing of things. I was very disappointed that I wasn't able to get to the Melksham Cribs game on Saturday um, as part of my convalescence, but um, um, we'll be talking about that uh, later in the podcast, I'm sure. Um, just before I do go on, I would like to say a thank you to the staff who work at uh, Trowbridge Hospital the RUH and the um, South Western Ambulance Service who who looked after me incredibly well um, last week and um, uh, I'd just like to take this opportunity to say thanks to them really. Anyway Tom, I've missed you. Have you missed me? Oh of course, yeah, no, I'm just glad to hear you. You're much better than, uh, than you were this time last week. So. Good. Well, um, I've certainly missed you. We've got an awful lot to talk about, haven't we? We, we won't we won't go over two weeks of um, of Western League action because that would be that would be um, weighty indeed. But um, we've got plenty of football to talk about, and um, we've also got a couple of manager interviews as well lined up for the listeners. So this is hopefully um, a welcome return to uh, form for the podcast. Anyway, we'll kick off by looking back uh, over the last week, and we'll start on Tuesday, the twenty first of November, in the Premier Division. Long Longwell Green Sports, they were at home to Bridgewater Town and another good win for Bridgie. Yeah, I know they're a team that you, you earmarked as uh, one to watch this season. They certainly found their form recently. Obviously, they were taking on the bottom side last Tuesday, but they still got the three points. Uh, 3-1 win away from home. Uh, Lee Begg uh, got them ahead uh, just before half-time, but then Longwell Green did actually manage to get back on level terms. Um, Bridgewater then restored their lead in the 63rd minute through Jack Taylor. Uh, and then in stoppage time, they secured the points uh, thanks to substitute Mark Armstrong. Now, Dan, in the first division, there was a top-of-the-table clash between Canesham Town and Westbury United. Yeah, and they couldn't be split. It was a one-all draw there. Uh, Westbury took the lead inside two minutes, uh, so obviously got off to a, a cracking start, but they weren't able to hold on. And Canesham have done some, some good fight-backs this season. They managed to, to grab a share of the points. Uh, they equalised in the half-hour mark uh, through Matt Long, and that was how it stayed. And also in the first division, Malmesbury Victoria entertained Carn Town, a Wiltshire derby, of course, and it was in front of a bumper crowd. Yeah, for a Tuesday night, really good to see that. 167 pounds there. Uh, the Flying Monk Ground, my favourite named uh, ground <laughs> in, in, in the league. <laughs> and it was goals either side of half time from Anthony Brown and uh, Scott Reynolds, which propelled Malmesbury to the 2 1 win. Excellent stuff. Now, moving on to Wednesday, the 22nd of November, again in the Premiership, uh, again in the Premier Division, Clevedon Town were at home to Wellington. Yeah, and it was a good win for Clevedon there, a 4-2 win uh, to move into the top half. Uh, the host had gone two up inside seven minutes, a really good start. Goals from Liam Dempsey and uh, Clayton Fortune. Uh, Wellington then half the deficit, thanks to Ian Bellinger, in just the tenth minute, so a really, really entertaining start to that one. hope nobody was late. Uh, Morgan Davis then restored Cleveland's two-goal lead just after the half-hour half mark, uh, and then a late penalty for Molly Barnes wrapped up the win. And in the first division, uh, Roman Glass and George, they've been tearing up all sorts of trees, and uh, they put Ashton and Backwell to the sword. 
Yeah, this extended their uh, unbeaten league run to seven matches. Uh, a 6-0 win, uh, a walloping last Wednesday evening. Uh, Reese Hodgson uh, bagging a hat-trick, so he was the star man for them. Uh, it was also a brace for Sam Wentland, and uh, Ryan Radford also got a goal. So, yeah, big win for Remagloss and George, 6-0. And that tees us up nicely for the fixtures on Saturday the 25th of November and we start, of course, in the Premier Division. Bridgewater Town, we heard from them earlier. They won away on Tuesday night. They were at home uh, on Saturday, chipping Sodbury Town with the visitors and they kept up their good run of form, didn't they, Tom? They did indeed. A 2-1 win, so two wins in inside a couple of days and seven, uh, seven wins in a row in all competitions now. Uh, 2-1 win, as I said, uh, goals from Tyne Govier and Harry Horton, a really late one for Horton in, in stoppage time, uh, helping them to claim the comeback win, a 2-1 win uh, after they'd gone behind to a Lee Beggar and goal in just the fourth minute. Now, one of the teams I love to talk about now, Bradford Town, they were travelling to Hallen and another emphatic win for Bradford. Yeah, went with a form guide this one, I think. Uh, 4-0 win for Bradford, they're scoring quite a few of late. Uh, Sam Jordan got them underway, uh, he scored twice in the first half. And then there are also goals for Will Halliston and then a late penalty from Alex Monks. Now then, Hengrove Athletic against high-flying Buckland Athletic, the battle of the, the athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it proved to be Hengrove who were the more athletic on the day. <laughs> yeah, an athletic off. And it was uh, Buckland, as you say, uh, who were put to the sword by Hengrove. Uh, they did go ahead uh, through Jared Lewington, a stooping header. Uh, and he's obviously their top scorer this season, doing really well. Uh, scored in the first half before Hengrove then managed to fight back. Uh, two goals in quite quick succession during the second half uh, from Jack Fillingham and Reece Hickory led them to the 2-1 win, so Hengrove claimed the win. Uh, I took that opportunity to catch up with John Durbin, of course, the manager this season of Hengrove Athletic, and then we had a chat about that fantastic victory at home to Buckland Athletic. After our last couple of results um, in the... In the cups, um, we we needed a reaction from the lads, and we spoke about it before the game that we, that we needed to get back to basics. And um, we know at home, anybody who comes visiting us at Hengrove uh, will be in for a tough game. And um, and so it was, yeah. I mean, we scored two fantastic goals in the second half to, to get the win. But I, I personally think we were we were good value for it. How did you feel going in at half-time? Because you were 1-0 down. Buckland, you know, they cast a long shadow over the Premier Division and have done for a long time. They're a very, very good outfit. Did you fear the worst? Um, in truth, no. Um, I don't think there was much between the two teams in the first half. I think Buckland probably edged it. But, um, but we knew that if we upped our, our work rate and, and quality by, by 20%, uh, we, we were... We will be in, in, in for a chance, I suppose, because, uh, as I say, anybody who comes up to Hengrove, um, we'll, we'll always give a game. We always back ourselves at home. And, um, and no, I mean, the, the biggest concern, as I say, was our results in the past. I, I was hoping that we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't die. But, but to be fair, the lads, we got a good reaction from them, which I saw in the first half. And as I say, we just needed to improve our quality, which we managed to do. You, you mentioned those two defeats in the Cups. Obviously, you were on the road on both of those occasions, but you've been a tougher nut to crack at home. You ran Bradford Town close not that long ago, and um, uh, you, uh, you claimed a, a, a good victory um, last month against um, Bridgewater Town, and they've been on a very, very good run of form. Is your home form something that you've targeted this season? Um, yes, yeah, to be honest with you, definitely. Um, I was part of the team, or part of the, the management team, should I say, last season where, when we got promoted from, from Division 1. And one thing I highlighted there was we, we 
lost or, or drew too many games at home, which had we have won, we probably would have won the league. Um, you look at Wellington's home form, that, that was what, what uh, prompted them to probably go on and win the league. So it's something this season I knew we had to, we had to pick up our home form. Um, going away on the road to the likes of well, any of the, the, the top six, if you like, um, is going to be tough. So, so we always need to be hard to be at home and make Engrove uh, somewhere where, where everybody doesn't want to come, really. You mentioned um, that promotion last season. Of course, long-time listeners to the podcast will know that we, we rather adopted you after that phenomenal run you went on after Christmas. And um, I was you know, very lucky that um, Jamie Hillman, the then manager, invited me up to watch your, your game against um, Canesham um, last season. So I've enjoyed your hospitality. You've got a lovely club. But, but um, I hope you don't mind me saying that you know, somewhat modest surroundings um, for you uh, at Norton Lane, compared to, to compared to some of the ambitious clubs in the Premier Division, and um, when you look at the likes, I mean, obviously we, we talk about clubs like Melksham and the facilities that they have, but Bridgewater, who of course until recently were a Southern League side, th- th- there is a gap, isn't there? How have you found that gap to bridge? Again, we use it to our advantage. If I'm being honest, um, we know that that some teams will will come up to our place and. I don't want to say that they're not used to it, but um, but to flip on its head, we certainly are. It's our home, and we're there every other week, so we, we use what we've got to our advantage. Um, and if other teams come up and, and they maybe feel a little bit unsettled by what we by, by the settings, then, then then so be it. I mean, as I say, that that's uh, that's good for us. Um, we we do know that we're probably um, not punching above our weight, but we're certainly at, at the top of where we should be um, we don't have the, the the infrastructure and budget of, of, of as you say Bridgewaters or, or Melshams and, and, and the other big clubs but um, but, but no we, we, we try and make do with what we've got and um, we've got a good um, community if, I, I suppose of, of helpers and volunteers um, and, and it's a very well run club um, and we know where we stand we know what we've got to do to achieve and, and, and how to do it hopefully so with that in mind, what were the ambitions, what were the targets that you set for the players going into this season in the Premier Division? Safety. Um, that, that has to be our, our number one priority. Um, a couple of years ago, the, league, uh, the, the team got promoted to, to, to the Premier League um, and got relegated straight, straight back down again. I think they finished bottom with, with 27 points. So we knew how tough it would be but um, but no we, we, we had a chat and we were honest um, as a management team to the players and, and they, they bought into what we had to say and we knew if we could finish anywhere other than in the bottom two it would be the highest finish the league uh, uh, it, sorry the highest finish the club's ever had um, in, in their history obviously achieving more than 27 points it would be the highest points total we, we've achieved in the highest league we've ever been in so, so we, it, it's it's really just making sure that we stay in the league um, and obviously see how high up the table we can go. Well, you're well on course to beat that record already. You've got 17 points. Um, the next month or so is going to be a very interesting time for you. In fact, by the time we get into January, you might have already surpassed that um, record points total because you've got a lot of the clubs coming up 
uh, who are in and around you at the moment. You've got Wells coming up. You've got Wellington and Cribs. Um, so it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting couple of months that really could make or break your season. Yes, um, totally agree. Um, especially now we've gone out of all the cups. Um, we've we've only got the league to focus on, which, which to be honest, was our main focus. Um, if we could have got a run in in the Vars or or, or one of the other cups, then then been great. But but our priority was always the league. Um, and I said that on Saturday to the lads. We've only got the league to focus on now, and and yeah, the next month will will probably tell a lot about the rest of our season if we can pick up points um, off the back of, of Saturday's result um, kind of going into the Christmas and the New Year period um, then yeah then we'll clearly be looking up but if, if, uh, if we have a difficult December then then obviously we, uh, we'll be scrapping around and, and we'll have to wait and see how it goes I suppose we obviously started this interview by talking about that impressive win at home to Buckland. Um, you, uh, you're on the road again on Saturday. You go to Longwell Green Sports and they unfortunately can't buy a win. So um, you'll be heavy favourites there. But um, talking about comparing and contrasting, you go from Longwell Green Sports to travelling to the tannery where you take on the league leaders. That's a, that's a mouth-watering tie. Is that... Is that your cup final this season is that a is that a game that actually you know anything that you can get out of it would be a bonus? We look into every game, oh, to be honest, on, on a game by game basis. Um, so first and foremost, we don't want to look past the Longwell Green game on Saturday. Avid followers of the Tool Station will probably know that Longwell Green's only point they, they picked up this season was against us at, at Norton Lane. So, so we, we're not going to take them lightly. We, we certainly know that. We can't be looking ahead to, to, to the street game. Um, but of course, going away to the, to the league leaders, we, we know we're going to have to be on, on top four. We ran them pretty close at home. Um, they, they beat us 1-0 with a, with a 98th and 98th minute goal. So, so again, we ran them close uh, a month or so ago. So, so we know what we've got to do to try and remain competitive and compete in those sorts of games. But equally... As I say, we, we can't be looking past Saturday's game against Longwood Green. Did you say a 98th-minute goal? Yeah. That, that's so, so it's not so much Fergie time, more Faye time. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> Um, on a serious note, though, um, obviously we talked about Street and uh, we've talked about Buckland and we've talked about Bradford and Willand. Uh, of the teams that you've come up against so far this season, who, who have impressed you the most so far? Street Street been very good. Um, as I say, they, they came up to our place um, probably a month, six weeks ago, and I couldn't really see any weak, weak links in their team. Um, I thought they were pretty solid front front to back. Willems, we went down there, I think at the beginning of November, they were also very, very, very good, very organised, uh, moved the ball very well and attacked, attacked us very well. Um, and it's, it's, I suppose there's no coincidence that those two are sitting uh, top and second. So, so no, they're, they're probably the, the two teams that have stood out and impressed me the most. Um, but equally, on the day, I mean, we got turned over quite comfortably by Clevedon in the uh, in the cup a couple of weeks ago. They beat us six one, um, and again they were they were firing on on all cylinders. So, so I think to be honest, any team on that day can can beat anybody else. And and yeah, I, I mean the top two are certainly the, t- the two teams who I've looked at and said they're the ones to beat. 
And my thanks to John for his time there. Now, moving on, it's my hometown team, Melksham Town. They were at home to Cribs. Another monster crowd, Tom. Were the home fans treated? What did I miss out on? Well, as long as you got there before the fifth minute, you uh, you, you saw the goal. Um, <laughs> it was a one-all draw there between Melksham and Cribs. Uh, Cribs made an absolutely flying start. Inside the first minute, they were ahead through Jake Slocum. Um, but uh, Melksham, they, did, they didn't take long to get back on level terms. And it was another Jake, Jake Brown. Uh, he responded for them in just the fourth minute, uh, and it was a one-all draw there. So yeah, a share of the points between Melksham and Cribs. Now here's a game to catch the uh, to catch the eye. Sadly, not an attendance though. Um, mm. Odd down. One, well, your your team, of course, Tom Bridport, our cup specialists. Five goals, but only thirty-three people there to enjoy it. Yeah, a bit of a disappointing crowd again at Odd Down. Um, obviously, the the result didn't go their way either on Saturday. Unfortunately, a three-two win for Bridport away from home. Uh, Mark Salter scored the only goal of the first half to put them ahead, uh, and then there were further goals from Declan Cornish and Richard Hebditch to put them 3 0 up. Uh, Oddan did fight back late on, and it was a pair of substitutes who got on the, on the score sheet uh, James Dunn and Kai Simpson, uh, but they left it too late to, to completely come back, and it was Bridport who ran out 3 2 winners. And a sense of deja vu now as we look down at Shepton Mallet against Bitten. Yeah, another to secure a 3 2 win away from home with Bitten. Uh, they made a really good start. Scott Bryce headed them uh, ahead within 30 seconds. So very, very early goals this week. Uh, and then Joe McLennan, um, from all reports, an absolute stunning goal. Uh, Left-footed uh, effort from 25 yards. Uh, doubled their advantage in just the 10th minute. Shepton uh, gained a foothold in the game. Uh, they headed finish from Captain James Billing. Put them, put them one goal behind. Uh, but then Bitten restored their two-goal lead uh, with Tom Knighton converting a penalty. Uh, Shepton Mallet did, 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 did cause late frustration for the, for the away side and Joe Morgan did score seven minutes from time uh, but they weren't, like odd down, they weren't able to force the equaliser and it was Bitten who ran out 3-2 winners. Now, high-flying street, um, it, was, uh, it was a close call against Clevedon Town by the looks of things. Yeah, just the one goal. I mean, we can all guess who scored it, Steve Murray. Uh, first half stoppage time, that goal came for him uh, and it was enough to street. They ran out 1-0 winners. And yeah, uh, an important three points. Obviously, maybe didn't play at their best. Definitely in front of goal, but they, they managed to hold on, get the clean sheet, and yeah, the three points were put back thanks to that Murray goal. Now, uh, Wellington, of course, we covered them earlier in the podcast. They lost away to Clevedon on Wednesday, but they were at home on Saturday and a return to winning ways for them. A four-two win at home to Cadbury Heath. Uh, Sam Towler scoring twice for them. Um, plus further goals from Kai Fisher and Glenn Wright. Uh, yeah, move up to 17th in the table. So not doing too badly of uh, recent time, Wellington. Now, we did think that there was something of a resurgence going on at Wells City, but Brislington have well and truly put pay to that. A yeah, comprehensive win for this, uh, this uh, for Brislington. 5-1 away from home. Uh, they were ahead in just the eighth minute through Oakland Buck. Uh, and then uh, Wells really down for Wayne Knowles, uh, dismissed for a poorly timed tackle, uh, giving Brislington uh, all the ascendancy. Uh, and they took advantage in, instantly of the extra man, uh, scoring three more goals before half time to completely kill the game off. Uh, Lewis Britton, Jason Hughes and Liam Plant are all getting on the score sheet there. Uh, Britton then headed home a fifth uh, in, a, in a pretty quiet second half uh, before James Bayless scored a late consolation for Wills. And finally, in the Premier Division, Will and Rovers, they were at home to Longwell Green Sports. Yeah, the best defence in the league, uh, and they kept at it on Saturday. Uh, a 3-0 win for Willand, another clean sheet. Uh, four wins uh, and four clean sheets on the bounce now. Uh, new signing Owen Howe uh, made an instant impact, scoring twice in the opening 13 minutes, uh, before Brad Austin uh, scored a late goal to, to make it 3-0. 
boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Tool Station website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Tool Station. Your best mate for the job. Now, moving into the first division, and we start with Almondsbury. They were entertaining Chard Town. Yeah, another disappointing crowd, uh, but it was Chard who ran out two, two no winners away from home. Uh, two goals in the space of six second half minutes was fine from James Boyland and Max Westlake, helping them to the win. Uh, Ashton and Backwell, they were at home to Bristol Telephones. Yeah, and a two no win for Ashton and Backwell. Much needed victory uh, at the Lance of Scott Stadium for them. Uh, Jordan Coombs uh, opened the scoring for them before Connor Saunders added the second. Uh, yeah, Bristol Telephone's obviously finding it finding it tough of late. And Bishop Sutton, they were at home to Devizes Town. Yeah, I'm not sure who scored Bishop Sutton goal, but it came um, during the second half, and that made all the difference. It was a 1-0 win for them over, over Devizes. Bishop's Lydiard, uh, they were at home to Chippenham Park. Yeah, another home victor this one, so Bishop's Lydiard, 2-1 winners. Uh, either side of half-time their goals came from uh, Charlie Wilson and James Quick. Uh, ben Pring did head a late consolation for Chippenham Park, but uh, they, they fell to the 2-1 loss. Calm Town. They entertained Wing Canton Town. Yeah, close one, this. Uh, mid-table side, and it was a, a one-all draw. Uh, Calm's goal coming from Billy Glead, who's done well recently. Uh, Matt Morley scoring for Wing Canton, so yeah, a, a one-all draw there at Brimhill View. Now, fireworks at Cainsham Town. The visitors were Warminster Town. A decent crowd, the biggest in the first division. 128 people saw a nine-goal thriller and a comprehensive victory for uh, for Cainsham. Yeah, the new league leaders now, Cainsham. They've scored in every league game this season. They have 19 fixtures. Uh, and this was uh, yeah, comprehensive as can be. 7-2 win at home to Warminster. Uh, three players scoring twice. That was Matt Brown in the first half, putting the 2-0 up. And then after the break, there were further, further doubles from Carl Box and Craig Wilson. And then there was also uh, another goal late on, uh, and they ran out the 7-2 winners. And Malmesbury Victoria, they were at home to Sherbourne Town. Yeah, fight back here from Malmesbury. They were 2-0 down at half-time before, before overturning that and winning 4-2. Um, they've been struggling for points, Sherbourne recently, but not goals. And um, two, two goals in the early, in the inside the first 22 minutes uh, from Mark Keynes and Sam Farvin gave them a... Good lead in the game, uh, but then after the break, um, their defence uh, fell apart somewhat. And it was Jamie Packer uh, and George Peer scoring goals uh, either side of a Matt Jenkins double uh, in Malmesbury's comeback win, a 4 2 victory there for Malmesbury. Uh, Oldland Abertonians and Radstock Town, I'm assuming that one didn't beat the weather, Tom. No, unfortunately, that was it was only one game this week called off, but that was the one, unfortunately, so uh, they'll have to replay that later in the season. Portishead, they were at home to Corsham Town. Yeah, and Port Ted struggling recently. Another home defeat for them. Uh, goals from Robbie Tripp and Ben Wickens quite late on, uh, handing Caution Town the, the 2 1 win uh, after Rob Latham had equalised for the host. Now then, Roman Glass and George, they've been in good form of late and they entertained another high flying side in the first division, none other than Welton Rovers, the Green Army. And, uh, well, it was, uh, it was a good day for the home fans. Yeah, it's just probably the game of the day in terms of uh, form sides. Uh, Roman Glass. George following up 5-2 and 6-0 victories of late uh, with a 3-0 win over the very informed Welm Rovers. Uh, they're up to third now in the glass, so really, uh, really finding, the, finding the pace. Uh, Ken only heading two goals uh, either side of half-time to, to put them in command. 
And then there was a, a late serve from Ben Harvey in stoppage time, uh, leading Roman Glass to the win. Well, I took this opportunity to catch up with Andy Gurney, the manager of Roman Glass and George, and I asked him to start off with about his reflections on that valuable three points against another high-flying opponent for the for the promotion places, Welton Rovers. Yeah, yeah, it was a good result. Um, it was uh, sort of a tight first half. We managed to we managed to score sort of ten minutes say, before half time, um, which I think we deserved. To be fair. Um, and then, yeah, in, in the second half, you know, sort of another a, a, a tight game, really. But, um, but yeah, we got two more goals, and I think overall, yeah, we, we thoroughly deserved it. Because I know you fancy yourselves at home against anybody, but um, Welton Rovers had been on a very, very good run of form of late, uh, flying high at the top of the table, as are yourselves, of course. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but... In, in the build-up to the game against Welton, did you know that? Did you think that they would present you with a challenge? Yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, like you say, they've been doing well themselves, but um, but no, we, we, we're on a decent little run ourselves as well. And um, you know, we knew if we uh, we could start the game well and and and, um, and get us play 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 the sort of football we know we're capable of, then um, then we'd be more than capable of winning. But um, but yeah, we knew it'd be a tough game, which it, it, it turned out to be. But um, yeah, we, we took our chances when uh, when they come around. Yes, taking your chances is very much the order of the day for you at the moment, isn't it? Because um, I mean, very impressive run of results over the last two months, but not quite as impressive as some of the score lines: six nil against Action and Backwell, five two against Bishop Sutton, and then that five one win as well against Malmesbury Victoria. So you've been in very, very good form in front of goal of late. Yeah, yeah, of course it's always nice to score goals, um, but um, but yeah, we're not getting carried away with that. It's, but yeah, certainly the last few games we've we've created lots of chances and, and scored goals, which uh, which is very pleasing, and, and obviously it puts puts the goal difference in a, a very a very positive position. You've got an interesting build-up to Christmas as well because you're taking on the likes of Devizes, um, Bristol Telephones and Cheddar. Um, so it's an important time, isn't it, going into the Christmas period? Plenty of points on offer and I think you'll probably have a better idea of, um, of how your season's going to go um, 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 after December. Yeah, it's, it's, we've got a tough run of games coming up, but, but obviously they're all tough. But, um, but yeah, certainly... <coughs> Our aim was to get to Christmas and 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 hopefully sort of being in around the top six really um, and be in the pack and um, yeah make sure make sure we were up in in that area to um, to have a challenge after Christmas but um, but yeah just one game at a time we got devices on Wednesday night so um, you know we'd be we looking to put in another good performance there and um, just keep taking it a game at a time but um, if we um, if we can continue improving, then um, then there's no reason why why we can't can't stay up there. But it's a, obviously a long, long way to go yet. Devices will be a test for you, won't they? Because of course you drew with them um, earlier this month, um, so it's important that um, I imagine you, you want to get all three points at, uh, at your place. Yeah, we were we were unlucky. To be fair, I mean the, the referee gave them a penalty with about three minutes to go, which um, everyone in the in the place was surprised with. To be honest, and, and we were two one up, but. Um, but these things happen, um, and yeah, we, we won't be looking to to sort of get even or anything. It's just another game where we got to try and get three points, and, and that's that's just the way we look at it every week, really. Regardless of who we're playing, we know that we're capable of beating anybody if we're on top of our game. But uh, 
but yeah, we've got to make sure we turn up with the, the same attitude and commitment and um, and hopefully we can get another three points. Top six you mentioned as being the target for Christmas. When you started this season, what were the targets that you set for the players? Just that, really. You know, to, 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 to be up up in the um, in the top sort of five or six if we can um, and, and take it from there, you know... It, We've known we've got a squad that's capable of, of playing well. Um, it was a, it was a case of getting the consistency together, really, which which we've done in the the last six to eight weeks, and we've had a good run. But um, but that 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 won't count for a lot if we let that fall away. So we, um, you know, we're capable of, of of going for a promotion without a shadow of a doubt. But we just got to keep doing the same things and um, not not. Um, not think we can just stay there now because we're up there. It's very, very hard, hard work every week, and, and keep doing what we've been doing. And if we can do that, then then we'll be capable of, to, um, you know, mounting a challenge along with you know many other sides that feel the same. Well, that's a wonderful segue into what was going to be my next question, which is you've, you've come across many of the sides already in the uh, you know in the first division. Which sides have impressed you the most in the uh, in the hunt for promotion this season? I think really the teams that are up there, to be honest, Westbury. Westbury, although we got beat by Westbury at home, played very well actually on the day, just um, give away a couple of sloppy goals. But um, Cheddar are always there and thereabouts, and, and uh, I think they've been on a, a very good run as well. Um, but um, Kingsham, Kingsham, they'll be there. You, you know, we had a good result at Kingsham, but but yeah, there's there's I mean, there's four, five, six, seven teams that'll all be thinking the same thing as us if, if they can get a good run together and some consistency and um, you know they'll have a good chance so but but not too really too worried about anyone else just keep doing what we're doing keep the players focused and, and, and trying to improve and do the same things they've been doing um, and, and worry about ourselves really and my thanks to Andy for his time. Now, finally, in the first division, Westbury United against Cheddar, two of the really big boys in the division. Westbury haven't been in the greatest form of late, and it showed again on uh, Saturday. Yeah, well, it did. They, they've suffered a 2-0 loss here at home to Cheddar. Um, they're struggling for numbers at the moment, um, not, not filling out the bench. Uh, maybe a couple of injuries in the squad, and it was Cheddar who managed to managed to push on and gain the three points. Callum Hahn scored a hat-trick in this fixture last season for Cheddar. Uh, he was at it again, scoring twice, the second from well outside the area. Um, really good finish. And, uh, yeah, Cheddar, two of the winners. Important three points for them. Now, we'll turn our attention to the fixtures coming up this week and we'll start on um, Wednesday the 29th of November in the First Division with Roman Glass St George there at home to Devizes. Now, Saturday the 2nd of September, it's an FA Vars weekend and we've got two bumper ties, haven't we, Tom? We do. And obviously the big one will be uh, between our, our two sides. We've got Bridgewater and Belchon both doing pretty well of late. Obviously this is... This is a clash that, um, yeah, can't can't wait to watch. Um, it should be a really good one. And elsewhere, Bradford Town, they're at home to Team Solent. So all the best to our, our three sides in the Vars on Saturday. But we've still got a pretty full um, run of uh, Premier Division fixtures as well, haven't we? And Tom, um, do you want to take us through them? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we kick off with, uh, we've got Bitten v Brislington. We've got Bridport hosting Hallam. A street, they travel to take on Chipping Sudbury Town. We've got Clevedon versus Wales. Odd Down travel to take on Cribs. We've got Longwell Green Sports versus Hengrove. 
Shepton Mallet take on Buckland, and finally Wellington host Willand. Now in the first division, Almondsbury are at home to Wincanton Town, Ashton and Backwell take on Chippenham Park, Bristol Telephones entertain Carn Town, Chard Town take on Portishead Town, Cheddar entertain Oldland Abertonians, Corsham Town entertain Roman Glass St George, Canesham Town are at home to Bishops Lydiard, Malmesbury Victoria are at home to Warminster Town, Radstock Town are at home to Westbury United, Sherbourne Town at home to Devizes Town and Welton Rovers entertain Bishop Sutton. So just looking back over those fixtures, uh, Tom, um, I mean, we've talked a little bit about those two FA Vars ties, of course, which keep three of our sides in action, but any other fixtures there spring out uh, and take your fancy? I think Radstock um, taking on Westbury should be a, a decent game. Westbury will want to get back to winning ways. Um, we've also got, obviously, Roman Glass and George. Now they're very much a team that have caught the eye of late. They've got a, an away trip to Caution who have got a pretty tight defence, so it'll be interesting to see how that one goes in the first division. Yeah, very difficult for me to call anything out um, other than those games, um, Tom. I mean, I will have one eye on the Shepton Mallet Buckland Athletic game because Buckland need to get back to winning ways, and Shepton on their day, a, a formidable side, can give anybody a game. So um, that could be an interesting one um, to keep an eye out for. Now, um, of course, we're now moving into our traditional parish notices sections, and I am very um, pleased to say that Ian Barber. Um, the Secretary of Bridgewater Town has been in touch and there is a race night uh, at Fairfax Park on Saturday the 16th of December. The bar will open at 6pm. The first race will be at 7.30pm. Free entry and everybody welcome and there are still opportunities to sponsor a race. You can get further details uh, from... Uh, and this is an email address so uh, you might want to rewind this and um, and uh, play it back just while you get yourself a pen or a pencil but it's Bob Buckingham. What a name. Um, at btinternet.com, yes, so that's Bob Buckingham, B-O-B-B-U-C-K-I-N-G-H-A-M at btinternet.com, so that's how you can get um, information on how to sponsor a race there. So thank you very much um, for Bridgewater Town for getting in touch, and thank you very much, Tom, for compiling the bulletin. Um, It's been um, a welcome return for the podcast this week. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I shall... Look, look forward even more to catching up with you um, you next week. Before we do that, though, of course, I'm assuming you have penned your article for the non-league paper. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, 240 words this week, so it's a bigger one um, of the uh, the Premier Division uh, fixtures that took place on Saturday. So, yeah, that's in the non-league paper in the usual place. Excellent, Tom. Thank you, as always, for your time and uh, all the hard work you put into the bulletin. And, uh, well, I look forward to catching up with you and Tom, of course, this time next week on the Tool Station Western League Podcast.